Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast. We're talking about Book 8, Chapter 21. Pierre thinks that Andre's reactions are due to a quelling of emotion. What do you think of his reaction? Did you expect Andre to act otherwise when he found out about Natasha? What do you think of Andre's father's reaction to all this? Typical, you know, he's suddenly in good spirits. And um, Maya's reaction was interesting too, where she was, you know, you could see she was relieved, even though she was pretending to be unhappy. Andre doesn't think his own earlier sentiments about forgiveness apply in this case. What do you think this says about Andre's character, and do you agree with Andre? The Real Bobcat 23 says, All I'm saying is this chapter is one of the best songs in The Great Comet. I really want to see this uh, musical, I guess. Um, I want to see it. I'm not a big theatre goer, but I think I would like it. I've just never really done it. And I think I'd love that one. The Great Comet. Twisted Every Way says, Prince Andre acted about how I would expect. Cold indifference. I don't think absence has made the heart grow fonder in this case. I can see how even if he did still love her so rapturously, he would not want to marry her after she planned to elope with Anatole. I would assume he thinks that that reflects pretty poorly on her character. Also, not surprised that he could prescribe forgiveness in general for people, but not in his own case. Much easier to proclaim it for everyone else than to apply it to yourself when the time comes. So Natasha tried to kill herself. Poor Natasha. I hope she can pull herself together and get over this situation. I think she just acted rashly. I don't think she really wanted to kill herself. I think she just wanted to... I don't know. I don't know. Why do people do that? Sometimes they want the attention of having done it. It's almost just as bad though, isn't it? An attempted suicide. Also, damn Natasha, says Warren Kavafi. Arsenic. I expect some melancholy, like what she went through with Andre left for his self-imposed absence, but not a suicide attempt. Rybread Egg said, yeah, the arsenic was a bold move. Didn't see that one coming. It's just like slipped in there, by the way, as well, isn't it? It's just like a line. Um, one little line in the chapter. Kara Kikas says, not going to lie, this was a pretty dark chapter. Natasha's attempted suicide, Andre's hypocrisy after going through what seemed like growth, and the self-satisfaction from Mary and the old prince. Would Andre not even see her? It's so cruel. It's a dark chapter. Rye Bread Egg says, kind of random, I feel like the story is starting to get good. It took a while for me to get to this point, but I can honestly say that it's a pretty good story now. Lol. It's intense. Haha. <laughs> I'm enjoying the chapter a day and learning new words too. Oh, that's good. And, um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Especially on the first read. You know, the second read, this is my second read, and I'm finding, I I think I'm enjoying it. I really enjoyed it the first time I read it. But it did have very slow moments where that just dragged and dragged and dragged. The second time around, those slow moments don't seem as slow. And I think it's just because... I've got a bigger, a better context in my head, and so those slow moments were often chapters where I didn't quite know what was going on as well as in I did as I did in some other chapters. Um, but no, this time around I'm not finding it to be very slow at all. And I think that's interesting. I think we should read. Uh, what are we doing now? Twenty. 22, chapter 22. Is that the last chapter? If 
for this book? It is. Book 8, chapter 22, is the last chapter. Relatively short too. Usually, quite often, the last chapter in the book is short, I've noticed. goes like this. That same evening, Pierre went to the Rostovs to fulfill the commission entrusted to him. Natasha was in bed, the Count at the club, and Pierre, after giving the letters to Sonia, went to Maya Dmitrievna, who was interested to know how Prince Andre had taken the news. Ten minutes later, Sonia came to Maya Dmitrievna. Natasha insists on seeing Count Peter Kirillovich, she said. But how? Are we to take him up to her? The room there has not been tidied up. No, she has dressed and gone into the drawing room, said Sonia. Maya Dmitrievna only shrugged her shoulders. When will her mother come? She was worried me, has worried me to death. Now, mind, don't tell her everything, said she to Pierre. One hasn't the heart to scold her. She is so much to be pitied. So much to be pitied. Natasha was standing in the middle of the drawing room, emaciated with a pale set face, but not at all shamefaced, as Pierre expected to find her. When he appeared at the door, she grew fl- flurried, evidently undecided whether to go to meet him or to wait till he came up. Pierre hastened to her. He thought she would give him her hand as usual, but she, stepping up to him, stopped, breathing heavily, her arms hanging lifelessly, just in the pose she had used to stand in when used to stand in when she went to the middle of the ballroom to sing, but with quite a different expression on her face. Peter Kirillovich, she began rapidly, Prince Bokonsky was your friend, is your friend, she corrected herself. It seemed to her that everything that had once been m- once been must now be different. He told me once to apply to you. Pierre sniffed as he looked at her but did not speak. Till then he had reproached her in his heart and tried to despise her, but he now felt so sorry for her that there was no room in his soul for reproach. He is here now, tell him to me, for me, sorry, he is here now, tell him to for, uh, forgive me. She stopped and breathed still more quickly, but did not shed tears. Yes, I will tell him, answered Pierre, but he did not know what to say. Natasha was evidently dismayed at the thought of what he might think she had meant. No, I know all is over, she said hurriedly. No, that can never be. I am only tormenting, tormented by the wrong I have done him. Tell him only that I beg him to forgive, forgive, forgive me for everything. She trembled all over and sat down on a chair. A sense of pity he had never before known overflowed Pierre's heart. I will tell him, I will tell him everything once more, said Pierre. But I should like to know one thing. Know what? Natasha's eyes asked. I should like to know, did you love, Pierre did not know how to refer to Anatole and flushed at the thought of him, did you love that bad man? Don't call him bad, said Natasha, but I don't know, I don't know at all. She began to cry and still greater sense of pity, tenderness and love welled up in Pierre. He felt the tears trickle under his spectacles and hoped they would not be noticed. We won't speak of it any more, my dear, said Pierre, and his gentle, cordial tone suddenly seemed very strange to Natasha. We won't speak of it, my dear. I'll tell him everything, but one thing I beg of you, consider me your friend, and if you want help, advice, or simply to open your heart to someone, not now, but when your mind is clearer, think of me. He took her hand and kissed it. I shall be happy if it's in my power. Pierre grew confused. Don't speak to me like that. I am not worth it, exclaimed Natasha, and turned to leave the room, but Pierre held her hand. He knew he had something more to say to her, but when he said it, he was amazed at his own words. Stop, stop. You have your whole life before you, said he to her.
before me. No, all is over for me, she replied with shame and self-abasement. All over, he repeated. If I were not myself, but the handsomest, cleverest, and best man in the world, and were free, I would, this moment, ask on my knees for your hand and your love. For the first time for many days, Natasha wept tears of gratitude and tenderness, and glancing at Pierre, she went out of the room. Pierre, too, when she had gone, almost ran into the anteroom, restraining tears of tenderness and joy that choked him, and without finding the sleeves of his fur cloak, threw it on and got into his sleigh. "'Where to now, Your Excellency?' asked the coachman. "'Where to?' Pierre asked himself. "'Where can I go now? Surely not to the club or to pay calls. "'All men seemed so pitiful, so poor, "'in comparison with this feeling of tenderness and love he experienced, "'in comparison with that softened, grateful last look "'she had given him through her tears. "'Home,' said Pierre, "'and despite twenty-two degrees of frost Fahrenheit, "'he threw open the bearskin cloak from his broad chest "'and inhaled the air with joy. "'It was clear and frosty. "'Above the dirty, ill-lit streets, "'above the black roots, r- roofs, "'stretched the dark, starry sky. "'Only, looking up at the sky, "'did Pierre cease to feel how sordid and humiliating were all mundane things compared with the heights to which his soul had just been raised. At the entrance of the Arbat Square an immense expanse of dark starry sky presented itself to his eye, almost in the centre of it, above the Pachitenska Boulevard, surrounded and sprinkled on all sides by stars, but distinguished from them all by its nearness to the earth, its white light and its long uplifted tail shone the enormous and brilliant comet of 1812, the comet which was said to portend all kinds of woes and the end of the world. In Pierre, however, that comet with its long luminous tail aroused no feeling of fear. On the contrary, he gazed joyfully, his eyes moist with tears, at this bright comet which, having travelled in its orbit with inconceivable velocity through immeasurable space, seemed suddenly like an arrow piercing the earth, to remain fixed in a chosen spot, vigorously holding its tail erect, shining and displaying its white light and amid countless other scintillating stars. It seemed to Pierre that this comet fully responded to what was passing in his own softened and uplifted soul, now blossoming into a new life. Alright, there we go. Now, the uh, name of the play, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, uh, well, gets its namesake from that very chapter. A monumental chapter. Pierre has just realized that he feels tremendous love for Natasha, and that was punctuated by going out into the cool air and seeing a comet, a once-in-a-lifetime comet. Wow, very cool. Beautiful chapter. Have your say about it over on the subreddit, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.